Welcome to Close One, a podcast where we discuss the experiences and challenges that are found during today's ever-evolving sales process. My name's Greg, and I'm your sales leader. My name is Kazar, and I'm your engineering leader. And together, we'll be sharing our favorite stories, our best advice, and ongoing opinions from working opposite ends of a deal. In today's episode, we're talking about sales enablement, certainly not something you can skip or take lightly, and everyone's got to do it. So, Greg, we're back. It has been a while. It's been too long, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I've been doing really well, busy, and that's probably one of the main reasons both of us being so busy has been the reason why we haven't posted an episode in about five months. (laughs) (laughs) Which is incredible because it feels like it was just last week that that we were doing this. And we have so many sales tips now. We've learned so much. Too many to mention. I mean, we're going to be able to do this podcast for years. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, the last five months have been crazy. I don't think like it's been uh, necessarily like so busy where we couldn't record an episode, but I think life also has been a little bit more hectic. There's still a pandemic out there. Um, Due to that pandemic, I went back and like was, you know, staying with my parents for over a month uh, with my entire family. And other than that, I think I, I think we also lost a bit of the practice of, of recording these things. <laughs> and we're a little yep. bit scared to come back to it. I was. Oh, absolutely. Um, I had to go this find. Feels good. I had to go find all the gear that I that I normally use around the house. Uh, yeah. it's it's been displaced since the last time we talked. And honestly, it's the 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 you know fatigue of always being on video calls all day, every day. Exactly. To your point, yeah. it's like we have work and then we have life and. You know, for those of you who don't know, we we do this podcast on a platform that's similar to Zoom. So it's effectively jumping off of normal calls into another quote unquote yeah. meeting together. So I'm glad we're back. Um, yeah. You know, we are. Uh, do we want to do we want to tell them now, Kazar, <laughs> about yeah. the, the change that we're going to make? Yeah, not even like a major change, but we we definitely we definitely are back. And we want to stay back. And, uh, you know, funny enough, like in those five months that we were MIA, uh, like our usual listeners, they would, or people that were just like randomly finding it on LinkedIn or something, uh, we would get week after week, like a ton of listens, like in downloads. There, mm-hmm. there are people that listen to this. I'm sorry that we were gone for so long. Perhaps you really enjoyed <laughs> our sales tips, but we have plenty more to share and, uh, you know, we had we had hit some really cool milestones before we had left. So, again, we, we want to bring everything back together and uh, we want to make it so that it's a little bit easier to make and a little bit easier to consume. So shorter episodes, 30 minutes or less, you know, we're aiming for more like in that 20 to 25 uh, little mark where you maybe go on a walk or you, you have 20 minutes and you listen to an episode and you get a little bit of a sales tips knowledge and uh, we want to do more guests, you know, friends of ours that are leaders in this space that can share different perspectives, you know, cover some topics that Greg and I, you know, can't necessarily cover in a whole lot of detail, but, you know, just kind of people that are, we also find and think are really interesting. Right. And, and from there branch off further. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited about guests and bringing in guests from other departments, people that we work yeah. with on a day to day. But it's not necessarily, you know, the the field that we are most um, knowledgeable in, 
And so just being able to hear their perspective and their tips and tricks and all that stuff will be great because we can have a good soundboard for each other in the the day to day. Yeah. So this is also a kind of a request for anyone who, who wants to participate and wants to be a guest. We are open to literally anybody who's a leader in this space or just has a lot of, a lot to say to a community of sales lead, like sales, like salespeople, solution mm-hmm. engineers, any, there's a lot of people that kind of listen to this beyond just sales, CSMs, professional services, um, and things like that. So hit us up on LinkedIn. You can send us a message or write us an email and things like that. So looking forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. Okay, so the topic today, I I, I um, suggested this one because it was something that I was kind of dealing with uh, in that five months as I also started a new job like less than a year ago uh, at a different company where, you know, Greg and I used to work together, but now we work at opposite uh, or work at different places. And uh, sales enablement is something that has, has always been something that's been a big part of and a big role in an SE team's like existence, like SE teams and SEs in general are always pegged to do sales enablement. So because of that, it's always been a big, big part of my role and function at any job that I've worked at. And because, you know, at least for me, like I ended up, you know, taking it forward and I feel like in general, I kind of understand the process of like educating people and how they'll learn this information best. It's something that I think about all the time. So I told Greg that we should do an episode on sales enablement and what that really means to an organization because the name sales enablement doesn't do it justice. I think it's bigger than Not that. Not at all. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I guess you think about the traditional model of sales enablement, right? To team. It's the team yeah. that... It's the team that compiles all the information that they learn from the product managers, from marketing, from uh, operations, finance, whatever it is, and trains the team on an ongoing basis in addition to all the new employees getting them ramped, yeah. right? So when, when you hear sales enablement, that's generally what everyone jumps to. And you think about that specific person or people uh, who helped you with your onboarding or your ongoing sales enablement. But I think what we definitely want to talk about today is the the idea of sales enablement and how it's not just that person or team um, yeah. that, that truly needs to take part. Yeah, it's certainly, it's not a, the effort of like, yeah, like you said, a team or a person, but what I've found is that the best sales enablement comes from the people that aren't teaching you how to sell, but are just getting you super pumped about the things that you should or could be selling. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, SEs typically start with the product, right? They'll be like, here's what the product does. Here's like a demo of it. Here's where it's applicable. These are the the pain points that it solves. And then you kind of get that more practical and tactical knowledge and then you'll go and apply that to maybe a discovery call or like a demo or whatever that you're going to go into. But you ever like have like an all hands and uh, there's like a PM that comes on stage or even the CEO that comes on stage and they start talking about kind of the future of the company. They start talking about here's kind of the vision that we have for our go to market engine or our kind of strategy for next year. And what does that end up being? That ends up getting you 
like really pumped, really excited. It also ends up like making you, giving you like a renewed energy and gives you something to focus on. And that energy and that focus, if, if you kind of absorb it, you will then become someone who replays it back to customers and prospects and so on. And that to me, again, I consider that to be sales enablement as well. And yeah. it'll help you sell deals and help you be more competitive in them because people like to buy from people. We've, we've discussed that millions of times in literally every episode <laughs> in the past. We talked about like, be a good salesperson and actually you'll just be the more competitive salesperson in general because of that. Uh, so I think there's a lot that everybody else can do. And I, I just gave one really simple example. Uh, but if uh, everybody takes it on as a role, then people leave with a lot more than just here's what the product can do. Yeah, that's very true. And even to, to the first point that you just mentioned, sort of about the energy when delivering you know, new information, right? A product yeah. release or an SKO or a mid-year or whatever it is, right? The really good ones turn it into, you know, a, a concert atmosphere. There's music. <laughs> There's a lot of people like on microphones and having a good time, right? They're trying yeah. to energize everybody. Everybody loves a concert. Um, when you have the meetings where it's, you know, Nick over there saying, hello, this is our new product. This is how you will sell it. Just very monotone. <laughs> it's boring. And everybody leaves that meeting thinking, what was he God talking about? Now I got to go read the white paper again and try and figure out what it is. But yeah. when you have those meetings where it's high energy and everyone's, you know, they're delivering it well, you get fired up and, and you understand one, how to sell it two why it's important. And three, you know, how you're going to you're going to pass on that knowledge to your customer. Um, and the second point of what you what you just mentioned, Kazar, is that sales enablement's it's it's everybody's role it's uh you know it is those sales enablement teams that are the the tip of the spear for delivery right but it's the day-to-day job of everybody yeah. to further enable the individual contributors so that they can go farther faster in their role and yeah. in a more autonomous way as long as you know that's approved in the organization that they work at yeah, it it's probably more fair to think of sales enablement as the team that's going to coordinate all that. Yes. Right? Versus having to be the one that maybe like creates and procures the content. I think traditionally that's that's how I've always thought about it, right? Like if if uh an account executive this is in my more naive days, if an account executive didn't know the use cases or like how something works or like if they were you know, asking a very basic question, I would always be like, well, sales enablement is not doing their job because this person <laughs> is confused. This, per- yeah. this person doesn't know what they're talking about and whether they're new or been around for a while. Uh, and then, you know, like as an SE, you step in and you kind of like, you know, you, you kind of teach it forward. That's what uh, good SEs always do. Right. Um, but... I do think that sales enablement is best done like constantly, right? Like repeat yourself if you have to over and over and over. And I actually think it works best when it's live. Like you give someone like a bunch of recorded sales enablement trainings and whatever, like there's no energy you can get from a recording. Even if you've got your like CEO and CMO on stage saying like, this is all the amazing shit that we're going to do. Like, look at this. And yeah, if you're watching a Zoom recording, it's certainly not going to mean anything. No. Uh, it's not going to have the same effect at all. So I think you got to like, I think you got to force it. You got to do it well, live, 
very frequently and often, and that's the only way forward. And let's be real. Most people that are watching recorded meetings are also yeah, writing emails else. at the same time yeah. or, you know, checking their fantasy football league. Yeah, um, 100%. It w- when yeah, when you're, when you're able to do it live, you can actually check in and make it interactive and ask questions on the spot and stuff like that. And it's honestly, you know, the good sellers will welcome it. Those that are just kind of going through the motions yeah. will just see it as the ones a that really box. care. Yeah. yeah, and and that's that's the way that it should be. It's an indicator for everybody else. Um, it's true. I mean, that's that's you know the, the the traditional piece of it is you know teaching again and again and again and you know random quizzes here and there. I mean, welcome it. It's only there to make you better, to ensure that you know the material that you're already supposed to know. So whether or not you're a, a good salesperson, rather, whether you're a great salesperson or a good salesperson, you know, more information is never a bad thing when it's, when it's trying to strengthen your strengths even more. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you another example that came to mind. Uh, as you were kind of saying that, so, you know, I remember this one specific like scenario where our CEO had to um, talk to a customer and explain something about the product. And I remember very specifically, it was like a scenario where like it had to be like a, a leader that, that did it. You know, they already had talked to our product leader and they wanted to kind of like understand a little bit more about the business side of it. Uh-huh. And I got to hear our CEO explain it and actually go into detail. And he did yeah. a fantastic job. Like he, he, what I also learned was that there is a certain way that you can explain things coming from the position that you're in. That's different from the position of someone else from a different department. You just kind of view the world in a different way. And so I think it'd be interesting if let's say if like you had different people from different departments explain what the product does or explain what your service does, because you'd actually hear about kind of what its value points are, the things that that person thinks are important versus what product is telling you is important. And uh, I think that's the, that's the thing about sales too, right? We kind of extract the things that the customer wants to hear about the product versus just like reading them like a, a data sheet. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a fruitful exercise for like your, you know, if you're working at a tech company, maybe you're on the SE team, maybe you're um, an account executive, try to understand how other people think of your product and how they would explain it. And then, and then use that to make your own talk track. You know, like if you're, if you're, you know, need to refine your pitch a little bit or make it more competitive, you can also just watch your competitors like demos on YouTube and stuff, which is what we would always do. <laughs> uh, and I encourage that. It's always good to know what everyone, how everyone else is explaining things, the terminology, things that other people are using to talk about, you know, the same use cases in your industry and, uh, and see if uh, you can kind of, you know, make a combination of things, right? Make your, maybe your presentation can have an aspect of more business and more technology and more like focused on professional services or success and things like that. Uh, so that's a, I think that's a big angle of sales enablement, trying to get, trying to become a mix of everyone's talk tracks. Well, the, you know, product marketers will create the personas that right. oh, teams true, are, yeah. supposed, are supposed to reach out to. You know, so, so hopefully your organization has a product marketing team and they've done that for you. And the reason they're doing that is for you 
exactly what Kazar just said. It's to tailor your approach to match the level of understanding and thinking of the person that you're reaching out to. Yeah. Because when you're just beginning it and you're, you're in the weeds of technology and you're, you know, you're talking about very specific things, higher levels, they're talking about abstract things. They're talking about, you know, the top line and bottom line of the business. They're, they're not thinking about how everything connects, right? And what the plumbing looks like. So you got to go there, take advantage of everything that is available to you to elevate your game. So Greg, I think we've covered the topic and I actually, I feel like we were able to get like some of our main point across and also we're trying to keep things shorter and sweeter, you know, across mm-hmm. the board here in our episodes going forward. But uh, what are you, what's your final thought? Like what are you going to say here before we close? Talking about the spirit and idea of enablement, right? It's don't just look at it as, you know, that meeting that pops up and you're going to be taught something. Like really True. embrace it. And, you know, when you've learned something for the first time from whoever the team member is that gave you the knowledge, understand why that's the answer. So, you know, whether it's a, a, a pricing methodology from finance or a pricing structure that they've given you, how to be creative there, ask them why we can do that. Ask them how it affects the book. Start to understand the business, right? Um, if, it's a, if it's a red line question to legal, Ask them why that's their reply. Ask them how that affects yeah. the business, right? Um, if it's to any any team member, just ask why and try and understand it and try and understand um, why that's the answer that they've provided in the best course of action. Because later on in your career, you'll be able to take those learnings and propel yourself, but also teach others. And you yeah. all of a sudden become the authority in many different topics that, you know, maybe one day you want to become a manager. Um, Having that information just makes you that much more valuable because all of your people can just come to you as the first stop shop. And if you don't know it, then you can go ahead and and point them in the right direction. So I think that's, that's my biggest takeaway is always be curious and, and trying to make yourself better with the information that's available to you. Yeah. You know what? To that note, something that I would always tell my team of SEs is that if you, let's say, went and asked product about how something works or some clarification to documentation or if something was unclear, you, let's say, you went to the PM and you got clarification on it, Mm -hmm. right? And then you told your customer, you got to tell your peers too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like go put it in like the Slack channel or the Teams channel or whatever it is that you use with the rest of your SEs. And again, equivalency wise, let's say if you were working through some red lines for a deal and you're an account executive and you, let's say, found out this like little bit of like nugget of information and now your customer, you close the deal, you move on. Dude, share it in real time. Don't we wait for like the deal. What is it? What do you guys do? Like the... The deal review. The deal review. At, 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 yeah. yeah, six months later at SKO. No one's going to remember it. No one's, <laughs> everyone's too drunk to care at that time. But so, yeah, to your point, if you do learn some sort of new information, do type it up, put it into the chat, and, uh, you know, pay it forward. Share it with your team because likely someone else could be in that same situation minutes after, you know, you were in that kind of same closing conversation with your customer. And my only other thought would be back to what I was saying earlier is like uh, get 
enabled, get sales enabled um, from everybody in the org. You know, like if mm-hmm. you um, if there's a new product that came out, uh, ask your SE what they think about it. Right. And how it works and how we should be selling it. Ask marketing. They'll already be giving this information. Right. That's typically the training that shows up on your calendar. And then lastly, go ask professional services. Be like, hey, listen, how do you actually imagine people deploying this? How should I be presenting it? Is it a fit for phase one, phase two or phase three? Because that will complete the circle of knowledge that you need to actually sell and be effective yeah. of that, like, let's say, new product. So that's, that's a my great last thought. Yeah. Ask everybody. Gather the info and then share it. <laughs> well, and, and, and honestly, to, to the point of, of the differences between who you're going to be speaking to and how you deliver it, the, the way... The way that an SE teaches you something and delivers that knowledge to a customer may be completely different than the way a PS person delivers that information to the same customer, purely because of the steps that they need. Like an SE is selling the grand vision and a PS person is actually showing you the bricks that are going to be used to build that. And so it can be put together in a lot of different ways. So it is, you're totally correct. That's a great one. Yeah. Cool. All right, Greg. I think that's our t- that's our episode today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. And if you like the new format, or if you have any suggestions, or just want to say, "Hey, thanks for coming back," or these are <laughs> crap tips, never never post another one of these. <laughs> Let us know. And again, if you want to be a guest, we welcome the opportunity for you to, for you guys to join us. All right. Thanks and happy selling. See you guys.